David. Morning to you, sir. How are you? Morning, Mandy. Morning, Absolutely. Everyone. My manners for crying out loud. Straight to the man, ignoring the lady. We don't want that. Mandy, how are you? Full eye contact to the orange box in the corner. Yes. Um, have you ever had like a heated debate with someone about a film regarding... I, I think, you know what, one thing I find quite annoying when I do, because I have got lots of friends who are like film nerds, definitely. That's uh, the kind of social... Have you? Have yes, you? Oh, massively. Yeah, that's sort of the social circle that I found myself, without even knowing, kind of birds of a feather fly together, kind of culture vultures. And one thing that always, I guess the word is, upsets me slightly, is when people can't just appreciate that perhaps... Um, you like something they don't well put it this way i remember saying to somebody um i didn't think much of um a quentin tarantino film i think it was in glorious bastards and he just couldn't accept the case that i just didn't particularly enjoy that film and he had to stop everything and tell me i was wrong and it just I just oh, you just get these people more and more i'm going on to a, like a rant now which isn't good no have good. a go at them absolutely let it off my chest let's have a bit of cinematic therapy do they know you do a podcast um, well, they probably will do now, as I'm, I'm, I'm sharing that. But do but, they? Um, oh, please go on one of those forums and say, hi, I'm doing this new podcast. No, you wouldn't want to, would you? No, God, I don't think... No. To that extent, the thing is, they would be getting there... Are you embarrassed there. to this podcast? I, I'm not embarrassed <laughs> at all, but I do know I've got a few uh, culture vulture friends that would hover around and pick at the meat. <laughs> they would... Pick at your opinions. Look at my opinions, <laughs> and I get texts yeah. two o'clock oh. in the morning saying, um, "I think you got that cinematographer's name wrong, and uh, maybe you want to rewatch Star Trek Two. Au revoir, kiss, kiss." <laughs> It'll keep me up at night. I wouldn't be happy. Wow, they sound like a nightmare. Your film gang. Potentially, they can be. Potentially, the ones who um, can't just appreciate that when you go to the cinema, you have a subjective experience. And uh, it's a case of, you know, I, I, I don't like that film. Or you say you enjoyed a film and they want to tell you how you shouldn't have enjoyed it. Yeah. So they're always trying to take away something good that you've had. I mean, there's a lot of films that I've, I watch that I can appreciate that other people don't ap- enjoy. Do you know what I mean? But you do have these people. It's like, no, no, no that's a terrible film. Do you never not? Do you never do that with people? Um, try not to. No, no, I don't think I would do. I don't think if someone said they enjoyed a film, I don't think I would um, sort of piss on their chips type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Just say piss. Just say piss on their chips. I wouldn't do a urination fountain over there. You know, skip crisps type of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't think I would do actually. I do you know what one thing I always think is annoying is when um, a sequel comes. Hang on a minute. Fucking hell, you race on down the road. I'm still thinking about your urination fountain over there. I know, I would keep my fries up. Yeah, carry on. Absolutely, I would, you know, it's, um... Because, I mean, that's what they're doing. They're just tainting, you know, a beautiful meal that you enjoy. Yeah, there's plenty of people like that about, aren't there? It it really is. Including us. Including us. Including, quite right, including us indeed. So, heated conversations... I've had a film, I'm more about, you know, I enjoyed it, for crying out loud, and, um, or perhaps I didn't enjoy that. So, Can you remember the la- the last film where you had a little bit of a... It was a Quentin Tarantino discussion. I said, don't get me wrong. Were you together? Was this, um, were you in a pub together? Or I, I, was in a, I was in their garden, sipping uh, Ribena in their garden, having a Is chat. Is there a group of you? Um, no, it was just um, uh, me, him, and his wife, who was peeling potatoes, bizarrely. I don't know why. Just in the background, I didn't really... We got so into the comp... I was going to ask to help her at one point to peel a few of the spuds, but we got so into this debate that it was There's kind of... There's no way line. you'd help someone peel potatoes. No, it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> crying out loud. You know, I'm yeah. more interested in discussing about Disney IP, you know, or franchise sequels and actually helping So she was sweating away peeling potatoes. Then over you. a bloody bucket. Oh, God, and you two were just arguing over inglorious bastards. Awful. And do you know the worst bit? In my head, I looked over at one point, I thought, do you want to do that somewhere else? You're kind of ruining my train of thought. I didn't did verbalise that. I did, did not really verbalise that. That? <laughs> that went through my head for a second. 
which is a crime. You know, it's, it's and a then did you crime. eat the potatoes she cooked? <laughs> yeah, maybe I did. I think I did hang around for roast. <laughs> Although this conversation got so out of hand, I was actually clutching my Skoda key. I was going to go. I, I, I did, I'd regressed into a child. Did you really think? Would you, would you want to do that? Did you really think that? That did. It wandered through my Why head. Why did it annoy you? Because um, he was getting the up. I'm not good at multitasking. So he was getting the upper hand. And um, then I've got this like, she was like um, making oh, heavy woman. breathing noises. She was obviously like, working. Up. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like, oh, for God's sake, I've got potatoes. I've got him firing Tarantino points at me. I can't do both. Let's focus on the potatoes or modern cinema, one or the other. I'm spinning way too many plates right now. <laughs> You're not doing anything. I You're know, just I know. Sat, yeah, I know. Sat on your ass, doing fuck all, waiting for your din dons. I know. It's just a disaster. <laughs> I should have bigger shoulders and just <laughs> let him you take. Help with the help with the potatoes. I know. If I had a time machine, I would do. I really would do. Flippity skip. I don't know why I said that. I've never said No, I think you deserve a flippity skip. I think you say flippity skip. I, I do a lot, actually, without even yeah. knowing it. Yeah. If someone said to me, do you say flippity skip? I'd say no, but it does wander into my vocab every now and then. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah I, I never say it. I think it's your influence on me. Subconsciously, just, just, just peel potatoes and forget about modern sim- cinema. I know, you're quite right. Seconds. It's the potatoes that are going to get you into day two, not Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, you know, we, we are living in like a modern utopia to the extent that my only problem is Tarantino's filmography. I mean, you know, yeah. we have... You are. Is, yeah, I know I am. Yeah, quite right. I am. I'm more privileged than I realise. You've got to hit the stop button and just think, is that my only worry? Not a drought. I've got plenty of potatoes. I'm not in Ireland during whatever potato drought that was. Potatoes galore. I'm going to have a roast dinner. But my only issue is this bloke in L.A. that everyone's worshipping. And I don't feel as though should be given the same. But the, I think he's a good director. I said to him. Right, I think he's, right. Okay, yeah, okay. Leave, just <laughs> help with the potato. Shut up. Get yourself a grater. Yeah. Thank you, David. Oh, thank you. David Edwards. Right, so David, have you got any movie news this week? I have. This is good movie news because I think it was. I think I kind of um, slipped a bit last week. Oh, Mandy's whistling. Oh, did you go for dinner? Uh, we did do absolutely. Did um, you? Uh, well, we did. I'm lying, actually. We yeah, because she rang me. Oh yes, what did you say? It, you never went to pick her up from the garage. I, I just feel as though, um, you know, the podcast chat's one thing. Is it reality? I didn't know if it was just, like, a bit of, like, on-air banter. No, no, no. She likes you. Look, she's looking at you. Well, Mandy, if it's genuine, let's go for a meal. But I thought it was just on-air, sort of like um, Jeremy Thinkston. He... Who? Is it Jeremy Think? Not Jeremy. Jamie Jeremy Thinkston. Jamie Thinkston. Thinkston. Thinkston, Jamie Thinkston, Amanda, whatever her name. What an amazing name, Jeremy Thinkston. Jeremy Thinkston. Well, I'm hot under the collar. I feel bad about what is his name? Uh, Jamie Thinkston. 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 Like the like the bitter. Can I have a Thinkston, please? Thick. Thick. Thinkston. Thinkston. Anyway, any movie news? Down at Aronofsky. There you go. Remember that from last time. Darren Aronofsky. Whee! There you go. Break open the champagne. That, that's worthy of a whistle, Mandy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, there Movie you go. news. Movie news. Okay. Um, this is a really interesting documentary that's been made that, that came out of the festivals recently. It's by Chris Smith, the guy who directed American movie. Yeah. The Jim Carrey film. Yes. And also, um, I know it's TV, so we won't go into it. He did the Michael Jackson doc, didn't he? I don't know if he did or not. I could be wrong. Maybe the Neverland one. Oh, oh, did, oh did, no, did it? Sorry. Maybe he did Madeleine McCann? 
Anyway, I whatever, Chris Smith. I could, I could be wrong about I know he did an um, American movie, he did Jim Carrey, and he did one called A Hundred Waves, which is an HBO TV series about surfers and their uh, diehard um, junkie desires to find massive waves around the world type of thing. His new one is called Senior, and it's all about Robert Downey Jr. Senior, who's Robert Downey Jr.'s dad. Because Robert Downey Jr. Sr. was a big director in the um, late 60s and early 70s. He did lots of kind of political satire movies. And it's basically Robert Downey Jr. spending his um, the last year of his dad alive. So it's Robert Downey whoa, whoa, Jr. Whoa. Spending the last day with his dad. Yes, before he passes away and dies. And apparently um, it's very all um, all access. You see Robert Downey Jr. People were amazed by how open Robert Downey Jr. is about it. You see him having therapy on Zoom. You see him um, telling his kids at home. And also Robert Downey Jr., um, sorry, Robert Downey Sr., he actually says to Chris Smith, it's my last year, because he knows, he knows he's dying. Can I have one member of your crew to make my own film about my life? So it's like a bizarre two films. It's Chris Smith's documentary about Robert Downey Sr. and Junior, the son, you know, getting, you know, dealing with his demise. And also he's making a film at the same time. So it's like these two splintered narratives. When is this out and where? Uh, yeah, it sounds good, doesn't it? And, and Chris Smith is very, very good. Um, it hasn't got a distributor yet. I was quite annoyed when I heard all the reviews. I was like, when can I watch this? Absolutely I'm just imagining making that decision to want want a camera pointing at you, Jim. and then wanting to make a film alongside the. I I guess they just embrace the whole creative experience. I mean, the other thing is, um, I tell you, anyone who's interested in Robert Downey Jr., mm. there is an amazing interview um, on YouTube, and it's called Film Four Conversations. And their interviews with um, with stars and directors um, in a very kind of casual, long-form interview style, almost like a visual podcast. And there's an amazing one of Robert Downey Jr. And he's just, just come out of prison. And it's really quite fascinating. And he was saying that when he was in prison, um, people were pitching him ideas for films, even then. Really? Yeah, even like in L.A. jails, people have got Hollywood dreams. Right. Why are you interested in Robert Downey Jr.? What, me personally? Yeah, I just suddenly thought, why? Why? I could say he's one interested, but why are you interested in watching that? Why are you interested in watching an interview with Robert Downey Jr.? What is it about actors that you care about? I think with Robert Downey Jr., he's had a real journey. To the extent that ultimately, you know, he became very, very big very, very quickly. And uh, then he had his, um, you know, his drug issue, and he really, really lost it. What did he become big doing? What were the films? Was it Chaplin, or was that after his? He did. Um, Chaplin was the big one with Richard, uh, Richard Dreyfus. Was that before his issues, or that was the beginnings of his issues? You know, when he, he started to go off um, off the tracks, and also he did Air America with um, Mel Gibson. Right, and. Um, and then he Do you know where he came from? How he got into it? And... Well, his dad was a big Hollywood director. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, as the interview reveals, um, his dad was quite experimental as a filmmaker. He was well known. Like Paul Thomas Anderson's a big fan of Robert Downey Sr. Um, so a lot of filmmakers today are big, big fans of um, his work. So he's a well-known name, but he wasn't a multi-millionaire. And Robert Downey Jr. kind of revealed this and said that he lived a kind of upper-middle-class life. It wasn't quite the sort of, you know, my dad's Michael Douglas. So he did come from quite reasonably, you know, sort of well-off, but not mega-rich backgrounds. But then, um, obviously, there were some connections in the family, and um, he broke into the industry. And um, then he had a massive drop. Because the guy who interviews him in this film conversation, film for film conversation interview, um, he's a director himself, the guy behind the camera. And he says that, um, I saw you just before you went to prison because we were going to discuss you appearing in a film with me. And um, you had a gun with you through the entire uh, mill. And he said, yes, I did, because um, I was going through incredible paranoia. 
and he said that he went into the toilets and he took cocaine and um, he just couldn't stop looking at his reflection in the mirror, Robert Downey Jr. said, and just said, this is my perfect time to be a movie star and people aren't interested in me. I'm not going to be more charismatic or better looking right now. And then after the, um, when in the interview, he's sleeping on his PA personal assistant's couch. He's hit absolute rock bottom. But then this is a guy who's going to be Iron Man. And it's going to be the figurehead for Marvel Studios, the next franchise so what was legacy. So what was his comeback movie after prison? Uh, what was his comeback movie after prison? Do you know what? I, I'm trying to think. Iron Man was... Oh, I thought you would have known Boys. that. I thought Wonder you Boys. Thank you. I know, it's terrible, terrible. Wonder Boys is a big, big one with Michael I really Douglas. do see you as the man with all the film information. So when you go, um, um, I go, oh... Oh, I'm not sure I like this side of you. I know, I have an identity <laughs> crisis as well. Is this where your film nerd gang would go, David, it's Thunderboys! It's Thunderboys! Oh, massively! And I've sensed them about to say it before I finish the sentence. Be quiet, I was about to say it. Like vultures. <laughs> I think we should get them on to a little round table discussion. Oh, they'd love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Would you Just... go quiet, or would you try and compete? I'll probably compete these like kind of overgrown man children in their like Boba Fett t-shirts and their pizza stains. Let's do a Christmas special with the film nerds. Oh god, it'd be dreadful. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It'd be fantastic. I'd need some kind of like Zoom therapy afterwards. I'd rather I'd be up. like, right, Barry, enough. David, please. Oh, you make need your... a referee. Yeah. Thomas, your go. Yeah. Simon, no. Oh, it literally would have to be like that. And if there was a dad in the room, they would do as they were told, because we're all just like, you know, pubescent, kind of like, you know, right. discussing it's the length funny. of Indiana Jones's whip. And not what a Freudian manner, not a Freudian manner. What are you going to say then, Dave? Purely, and you know, stop literal... saying Indiana Jones. I know. God, I'm sick of him myself. Do you know, I was driving to work, and I just thought to myself, bizarrely, I can't be done with Indiana Jones. See, the alarm's gone off. The oh, Harrison Ford alarm. Mandy, thank you. Week. Thank you, Mandy. Oh, oh well, so that sounds like a really interesting documentary. Yes, Chris but it hasn't got a distributor. It hasn't got a distributor, but it's done really well in the festivals. And Robert Downey Jr. is really pushing it as well. He's turning up all the interviews and things like that. Right, God, wow. Okay, thank you, David. Not at all, not at all. No, genuinely. I said genuinely. No, 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 thank you. <laughs> so I didn't want to sort of, um, I left a bit of a pause there, a bit of a tumbleweed moment, but I thought, God, if I need no, to no, no. I'm just going to go into yeah. like an echo chamber. Yeah. But I'll try and pause, but then it just yeah. came out being rude. Right, so, David, last week, uh, Mandy... Oh, that's a nice noise. I've heard that before, oh, That Mandy. is a bit of a fruity tune coming out of her um, yeah. pipes. Mandy, uh, by the way, Matt, are you all right, Mandy? Yes. Good. Can nice I get you know. anything? Orange juice. An orange juice? Yes. Okay. You can sort that out. Absolutely yeah. a cup of vitamin C. Yes. There you go. Put it through there a grail. Ah! Her, her what? A grail? Is that like a grail? grail? A grill, right. sorry, not grail. That's what knights drink. That's what uh, Jesus left as a holy grail. Well, that might be grail. Grill. grail. It's a grill. grill. It's a grill, I meant. We'll put the vitamin grill. C for the grill. Grill. That should work. Okay, so last week you randomly picked the movie. I can't remember. It was Gremlins 2, the new batch. Oh, and you were ex- you've seen it. But not for years. I watched it in the cinema with my French exchange student. Um, I don't know I keep saying that, but it's in my memory. Because she meant a lot to you. It was a, a boy, actually. It was, um, well, because Jules. he meant a lot to you. He did mean a lot to me. He didn't come back for a second visit, and I wasn't invited back to France, which is a relief, really, because my French was appalling. I think I got like an F, something horrific. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Right. Quite awful. I remember having to do... You've got to do the verbal. You actually have to sit and um, and talk French, haven't you? Do you know Nomi's fluent? Yes, I do remember you saying that. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. incredible. 
Yeah, absolutely amazing. That's a hell of a. I mean, that's a job in itself as an interpreter. Honestly, when she starts, I just sit there and go, "You could be from another planet. What are you doing here?" Really impressive. I remember doing the verb, the verbal exam for French, and um, her just stopping halfway through. Not my own me. My teacher. Your teacher, yeah. My teacher. Just to make it clear, and just stopping halfway through, and just sort of like, "This isn't going anywhere, is it?" You know, we're supposed to go and play badminton and you just can't even get on the court. You know what I mean? You haven't even, you can't even pay the tickets. Oh, so she's just sort of stuff like, uh, just leave, David. F. What a night. It was like that. How but dare. who cares? You didn't want to learn French for fuck's sake. as bad as a bloody film nerd you are, love. Give me a, give me a stage. Hey, Let me hey. shine. Okay. <laughs> Christ, God, sorry. So, uh, Gremlins 2, you revisited it. How did it feel? It was quite, I went through quite a rabbit hole after watching this. I was confused as hell. It really is a... Um, this is superb. What a great it's start. It's a strange old um, creature, Gremlins too. I mean, because I watched Gremlins again recently, actually, with my friend Ryan. And, you know, it, it holds up to a certain degree that the lead actors who played Billy and Kate are a bit wooden. But on the whole, it's got that Spielberg-esque... Spielberg didn't directly produce it, but it's got that ambient entertainment, boys, adventure, uh, low-key horror, but 15 certificate Twilight Zone vibe. Yeah, I remember... I think if we mentioned it, I remember when Gremlins came out that I was so ten- tentative about watching it. I was... I, it used to fill me full of fear before I... Yes, I did, definitely. I think I watched it two or three times, and each time I put the cassette into the VHS, I was like, fucking hell, this is going to... And it did, it's really scary. No, definitely, because I remember my dad had a pirate copy from work, and we had to have a discussion about, should I better watch it, yes or no? Wow, wow. And, um, yeah, it was intense. The music, you know, ba 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 well, you could hear it did. And absolutely, and um the sequel Go on. What's this about? A, okay, the sequel is basically um and may I also say we said earlier about people having different opinions with films, which I totally respect. But when it's nothing like the first one and it's supposed to be a continuation, because oh. a lot of people do like the new batch. If you go on the internet, a lot of people say it's a really good film, as in the sequel. Basically, so the first one was in small town Americano, you know, kind of a small town in America, classic Spielberg, American suburb, something extreme. Small town Americano? Yeah, I, I tried to pull that off and it didn't work at all. Sounds like a... That sounds Sorry, like a I, I mean, I, I start going, small town Americano. Maybe. No, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It sounds like a new latte or something. Do you know what I mean? Or it just sounds like an Americano, the actual <laughs> can I, coffee. Can I have a small town Americano, please? Absolutely, I was trying to go for sir. a commode With some oat milk, please. With soap milk, please. Absolutely. <laughs> small town Americano. Have a hint of coconut on a small town Americano, please. Just a bit of hazelnut in the centre of my own small town Americano. Can I have a suburban latte? Um... Yeah, it, it, so it's a case of um, a small town Americano just uh, just waiting for me, just to give me that caffeine pep. Um, yeah, Sorry. so this one is set in New York, and Billy and Kate have left small town America. But let's just not try and show off. Let's keep it keep it real. And they're now working in New York. And this bit's interesting. It's called it's a massive skyscraper called Clamp Enterprises, run right. by a CEO called Daniel Clamp. And the whole idea is it's a play on Trump. And that was 90s. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a, it's a media entrepreneur. And on every floor of this skyscraper is different media outlets. So they've got like a TV station on one floor. They've got a genetically modified science lab on another floor. You know the idea that you get these conglomerates, which are just lots of corporations that are taking over the world. Kate and Billy now work at this large skyscraper. They've left the small town. They've gone to New York. And um, the small uh, Chinatown New York store that Mogwai um, was in, yeah. 
a yeah. gizmo, sorry, gizmo, obviously the mogwai creature, that gets um, bulldozed down, and then um, he finds himself in the actual laboratory, in the actual skyscraper that Billy now works at, and then he meets um, gizmo, gizmo has the water accident once again, and then after that, it's just an absolute, it's not a horror, it's an absolute just comedy. Joe Dante's take the director, he did the first one, he basically takes a basic framework plot and then it just goes into um, Naked Gun Zucker Brothers territory. It's just gag, 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 gag. And even worse, two things happen, which is not in keeping with the first film. The fourth wall constantly drops. So there's one bit where um, Hulk Hogan is in there because he's like a celebrity and it's in a media skyscraper, he turns to the audience and tells them to be quiet to the camera. There's another time where the projector reel stops, like the projector's broken, and then gremlins appear. So they're in the cinema projector room. Like, it's almost like an immersive that element. Rings, that rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, I remember that as a kid. Yeah. And also there's another bit where an usher in a cinema, because another floor within this media um, corporation, gives a review of Gremlins and why the second one isn't as good. So it's got all this self-aware postmodern element that wasn't involved in the first one at all. And even worse, it's got endless um, Warner Brothers product placement. References to Batman. There's a, a Gremlin with like a Warner Brothers tattoo on its stomach. It's just, I mean, the irony is the whole film's supposed to like um, be like a, a social commentary on capitalism getting out of control you know this like big corporate skyscraper but the film itself without even well, i don't know if it is aware of it is just a complete sellout ultimately and apparently it was revealed that joe dante didn't want to make gremlins 2 but he always wanted to make a live action looney tunes film so he just did that instead he just saw oh. it as like a vehicle but it's okay. in if i was a gremlins fan in 1990 and i you know i wasn't I was I was older and I had more of a taste and awareness of films or whatever. I'd have looked at it and just been utterly confused. Well, let's have a listen to a little bit of Gremlins to the new batch. As you probably know, as you probably know, an entire race of strange little beings has invaded the class center building. And in an even more bizarre twist, one of the creatures... Creatures. Is that accurate? <laughs> that one of these creatures is somehow able to talk, and he's going to talk with us right now. I think the main question that people have is, creature, what is it that you want? Fred, what we want is, I think, what everyone wants and what you and your viewers have, civilization. Yes, but uh, what sort of civilization are you speaking of, creature? The niceties, Fred, the fine points. Diplomacy, compassion, standards, manners, tradition. That's what we're reaching toward. Oh, we may stumble along the way, but civilization, yes. The Geneva Convention, chamber music, Susan Sontag. Everything your society has worked so hard to accomplish over the centuries that's what we aspire to. We want to be civilized. I mean, you take a look at this fellow here. Now, was that civilized? No, clearly not. Fun, but in no sense civilized. Now, bear in mind, none of us has been in New York before. There are the Broadway shows. We'll have to find out how to get tickets. There's also a lot of street crime, but I believe we can watch that for free. We want the essentials. Well, there you go. I, I just had a look that at Gremlins was written by Chris Columbus. It was. The first one was Chris Columbus. Certainly not the second. But no, not the, the second one. one. I, I'm looking at Chris Columbus's filmography. Oh, he's a legend. Fuck me. Yeah, he's absolutely... Oh, don't get me wrong. Um, Gremlins came from very capable hands, and Spielberg was very hands-on with Gremlins as well. So he wrote Goonies, Gremlins... Yeah, young Sherlock Holmes. Young Sherlock Holmes. He also did Home Alone. He did Harry Potter. Yeah, he, Harry well, he directed Home Alone, Doubtfire, Stepmama, Bicent Bicentennial Man, Harry Two Harry Potters. Now he directs the um, Pixels. The, uh, Russell. Oh, what? Um, who's Goldie Horn's husband? I've oh, got terrible. 
Yeah, I know. And Kurt Russell's Santa Claus films, Chronicles, he directs those for Netflix. So the guy who wrote the second... Um, uh, Gremlins, Gremlins 2 was, New Band. Was Charles S. Huss. You're quite right, yes. And he has done... Fuck all. No, sorry, that's rude. But he hasn't got much for filmography. Unfortunately not. Not to that degree. And also, um, oh, God. Sorry. What? Um, Chris Columbus wrote an Indiana Jones script. I apologise. I know it's terrible. We do, Mandy, on lights, Mandy could you um, pierce David's buttock with your spear? Uh-oh, Please do. I'll, I'll happily uh, go on all fours and roll down my chinos. Okay. There you go. Sorry, do you mind having that? I just said to her this week, if you mention it again, this then please. No, I did it without even knowing. Thing is, a no. lot of the time, it's not my doing. Thank you, Mandy. Chris Columbus did work on Indiana Jones, and it's yeah, just like yeah. it's almost like it's haunting me, and I don't want to talk about it. It's just um, it's just another example of his good work. Unfortunately, well, the guy that wrote uh, Gremlins Two, yeah, very small, very small filmography, very small wiki. Do you know, Chris Columbus's original Gremlin script, I read that, and it's even darker. There's some really interesting scenes, and Spielberg um, went over and edited it down and made it more of a 15 certificate. And there's some amazing scenes in Chris Columbus's original Gremlin script, whereby there's a scene where the characters, Billy and Kate, go into a McDonald's, and it's like a massive, like, um, uh, sort of middle finger at McDonald's, basically, in the quality of their food, whereby... Uh, the gremlins have eaten none of the McDonald's at all, but then they've just eaten all the staff and all the actual customers that haven't touched <laughs> one fry or burger. <laughs> and Spielberg, and it was more like that. It was a lot, lot darker. You know, it's like a proper Twilight Zone kind of um, kind of monster movie type of thing. Because it's based on you know um, the Gremlin Twilight Zone episode where William Shatner's on the plane and he keeps seeing a gremlin on the um, on the wing. That's what inspired it. So oh. it, it's like it's a classic William Shatner film where he sat there as a um, as a pa- as a patient as a um, oh the, God, my my mental theorus is terrible, isn't it? As thesaurus, absolute theorus, thesaurus. You're quite right. Um, and he keeps looking through the actual um, plane window and keeps seeing a gremlin just hunched on the actual. And that plane was the inspiration window. for the original gremlin. Yeah, that was the inspiration for it. And every now and then, William Shatner says to the um, the cabin crew, "Look out the window," and it's gone. It keeps scuttling away every time. But he's paranoid that the gremlin's going to actually start playing around with the machinery in the plane. But no one believes that there is a gremlin there. Well, David, you revisited Gremlins Two, the new batch, and now. It's your time to review it. How many chalk ices out of five are you going to give Gremlins to the new batch? I would I'd say two out of five. Whoa! Bit controversial, but um, I, I think in the sense of... It, it's just not in keeping with the first one. You know what I mean? It's not a continuation. There were some interesting ideas for Gremlins characters. You've got an electricity Gremlin. You've were you got disappointed? Veg- were you disappointed? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I, I felt like you were going into it with enthusiasm last week. Yes, last no, week. definitely. I was like, I was confused, then disappointed. But you'd seen it when you were younger. Yeah, and this yeah. This is not no. how you remembered it. No, I remember as a kid being a bit confused with it but going along with it i wasn't very critical and self-aware i'd have been about 10 or 11 and i would have been i'd have gone along with it type of thing because i was definitely a sucker for the hype as i am now don't get me wrong i'll complete you know um that's interesting that you don't remember you don't remember it i remember when the projector breaks and the gremlins popped up finding that a bit bizarre I don't remember the Hulk Hogan bit. There's even a bit where um, Mogwai, sorry, uh, Gizmo, um, basically um, sees a, a TV uh, clip on a TV screen of Rambo and then dresses up as Rambo, and he's Rambo for the rest of the film. 
I mean, that's just nuts. It's almost like, you know, when they, like with Back to the Future, they turn it into a Saturday morning cartoon show. And it's really, you know, um, the quality and the narrative is very, very basic because it's just more like a kind of just keep the kids entertained but using the IP name. It's like that, but they've done it with a proper live action blockbuster version. Well, thank you, David, for this week's movie review. Not a problem. Not an issue. Thank Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's fill in those blanks, those, uh, those... We don't want any kind of tumbleweed moments on this show, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank Absolutely. Thank you. David Edwards... So, uh, have you got any movie tips this week? Yes, this is an interesting one. Definitely. Uh, It is a film I saw last weekend. It's called... um, Sorry, I love that you saw... Where did you see it? I love knowing that you... On this very laptop. Oh, So it'd be like that. I'd literally be watching it like that. Okay. Okay, okay. As we speak, probably sat in this very room, just sort of getting my eyes gazing and my mind being transported to a memory palace of my life. Yeah. What was it? It was called, it's um, it's 2021 it came out, and it's called Petite Mama, and it's a, a French film. And no, listen to you. Indeed, a bit of the old, uh, talk about the French, I do like to rub shoulders with them cinematically. And it's basically about a young girl called Nellie who's just lost her grandmother and is helping her parents clean out her mother's childhood home. And she explores the house and the surrounding woods around near the home while the mother's like, you know, collecting all the stuff of her uh, grandma. And um, one day, but when she's out playing, she meets a girl her same age and they build a tree house. Now, it sounds like a really basic narrative. Sounds lovely. I'm, I'm in. Absolutely. It's like it's very, Sounds very, very Joe Ghibli esque because it has a magical fantasy twist to it. Um, Give it to me, baby. Thing is, it's a time travel twist. I mean, you might work it out with the title, but I don't want to completely okay, ruin okay. it. Okay, no, don't ruin it. No. But it's almost it's very social realism. Is it animation? No, 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 no. It's it's actors. Oh, okay, and um. And it's a well-known um, French film director, Céline Sassama. Oh, Sayama. I've got to watch this. It's very good. And um, it's very it's not social realism in the sense that it's based completely on reality because there's a time travel element. But the cinematography and the character moments are very much rooted in reality. So it's like little things like she's driving away from the grandma's old people's home. They've got her stuff, they've taken her stuff out of. And she looks really sad. And then the mum says, oh, you can have your snack now. And she's in the back of the car eating her Watsits. And um, she suddenly feels happy again. You know, almost like comfort food as a child. And the, and the film, the camera just studies her. It's very much a character piece. But woven into that, you are dealing with Back to the Future. Seemingly inspired by the likes of Studio Ghibli, yes. Petit Maman is a short, compact fable about the importance of family and childhood. Very good. It's very good. I was really impressed. It sounds fucking great. I, I thought you'd like it. Yeah, it's definitely very, very good. It's definitely worth checking out. Great performances by um, the young child and the parents. It's just... Um, I keep saying it, but it's very real, very character-focused, but it's got a magical Twilight Zone vibe to it. And also the... the um, that's the first film I've seen by that director, but apparently she's done loads of good stuff. Um, there's another film. You may have a filmography up there, which is, I think, um, I can't remember, Portrait of a Lady. Um, yes, yeah, I've seen that. Fire? Portrait of a Lady on Fire? That's it. That's supposed to be really good. That's a period drama of a, um, a lesbian romance between two female figures during the 1800s. Well, you're not and allowed to watch that, David. 
absolutely, I will not be watching that at all. Uh, I've heard it's good, but I won't be exploring those dark territories because I won't come home a full man. And um, it's very much a case, and that's going to be really good. And she's got a new film that's just come out in the festivals as well that's getting real Paris high. Paris 13th District, am I right? Absolutely. And that's getting real hype as well. So she's definitely a director on the move. And the other good thing about Petit Mama is like a good 90 minutes. It didn't overstay its welcome. That's nice to hear. Trebon. Isn't it? Absolutely. You, do you remember go. what you have to do when you go 90 minutes? Uh, 90 minutes. 90 mins. 90 mins. <laughs> me happy when it's 90 mins. Me, me, me happy. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. And what do you do when it's th- over three hours? Oh, three hours. Oh, God. My attention yeah. span just can't hold up to it, people. Yeah, no, it's got to be more condensed than that. Oh, it's got to be quick. It's got to be fast food entertainment. No, no, no it's, it's, it's got to be... No, you're fucking... Oh, well, my three hours. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, oh, catchphrase. three hours. So that's your catchphrase. Absolutely. And what is it when it's 90 minutes? 90 mins. Me, 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 me. 90 mins. <laughs> I get what I want. Nice little snack. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. Oh, what would you give out of five truck ices for Petit Maman? I would give it four out of five. Lovely. Every now and then, sometimes the character moments... No, I don't want to hear any... No, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, Every now and then what? Uh, the character, it can be a bit slow, but I think some people wouldn't have a problem with that. Right. They haven't got the attention span of like a 10-year-old that's just had a box of M&Ms. So I think the average adult... What did you eat whilst watching it? Um, do you know what I didn't? I think I was um, loudly sipping on a hot coffee. Oh, that's a shame. So no actual um, treats type of thing. Oh. But um, I think I probably galvanised something whilst watching The Gremlins. Yeah. Bear with, I'm just going to get some water. I'll be, I'm literally just going here. Oh, that's all right, yeah, go for it. David Edwards, Random come to my most the most exciting oh listen to mandy she's um she's woken up for the big the big end she loves it she knows what it's all about this is where she comes into her uh, all basically without mandy this could not be a reality thank you without her random generating yes so this is the random movie generator Perfect. Let's check it out. Let's see what's going to Manny's going to cook up for us in the centre of our orange little belly. My little belly. You're going to produce. Okay. So you are going to go for a meal with Mandy. Yeah, absolutely. A curry in a garage, like we discussed last week. No, you take her to a restaurant for a Chinese. Yeah. Oh yes, we did discuss that. She's yes. got wheels attached to her. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not a problem. That will happen. And um, I'm hoping I'll give you a good review, not I just for the film, but the romance arousing. with Mandy. Well, not romance, Mandy, I don't want to push it. Did you hear that? <laughs> did you hear what she just said? Mm. No, I didn't. What did she say? I found I find you arousing. Yes. Like, well, that you know, let's take baby steps, but we're moving in the right direction there. That's that's very exciting. Okay, Mandy, thank you. Oh, thank right. you for that. that that'll okay. keep me going for the rest of the day. Okay. I haven't so been told that where, for, for quite a few years. This is where David uh, randomly picks three movies and then blindfoldedly picks one of the three to review for next week. <clears throat> now, I thought I might do something a bit different here. Oh, yes. But let me see what you think. So, please, could you choose a genre? Hit the button. The it's press the button. Sorry, sorry, right. Not at all. Press the button. 
Mystery. Wonderful. Now the year, I'm actually going to go for a specific year. Okay. Instead of a... That's a good idea. Yeah. So, it's, it's, a, it's quite a long old, so just let Mandy work her way through the years. It's from 1920 to the present day. So just let her work her magic and tell her to press the button when you're ready. Press the button. 1973. There we go. And... Three movies here. Please tell me when to stop. Press the button. Magnum Force. Oh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, have you seen it? Um, no, I haven't. I didn't know that was a mystery. I guess that is a mystery. Okay, yes, yeah, definitely. Who the killer is, the serial killer. Have you not seen it? I, no, I have I'd not love seen to it see it again. Before. I was so scared of that movie when it came out. Well, it wouldn't have, I would have been... It came out in 73, so... When I was... I just remember it being on sort of seven, eight years old and catching the first ten minutes. It scared the shit out of me. Wow, I'd be interested in seeing that. That'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to see that again. Okay, so please give me a genre. Press the button. Music. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Hate musicals. <laughs> Not too and sure about that. Might be good. You never know. You never know. And the year. Remember, we're from. It's from 1902 to the present day. Tell me when to stop. Press the button. 1998. Okay, what's that? Okay, so... Press the button. Okay, here we go. Tell me when to stop. Stop. The Legend of 1900. What's that? What is that? Never heard of that. Okay. And uh, Honestly, I could do this every day, this. Please give me a shot, my Dave. Press the button. Romance. Ooh. And the decade, please. Stop. 1980s. Okay, okay. And we generate. Stop. Mandy, 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 Mandy. God, did you hear that? She was chugging away then. Are you all right? Yes, thank you. I think it's a whole romance thing. Oh. Yeah. She's aroused as it is. She doesn't need any more um, yes. ebbing along. We've got four movies here. Romance from the 80s. Please tell me when to stop. Stop. Splash. Oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> you know, that's one of those films where I don't know if I have watched it or not. Do you know when you've watched so many clips and trailers and it's just part of the zeitgeist? Thank you. Naomi's here. David Edwards. Hi, David. Oh, hi, are there. You are you well? Uh, you good? You can't hear him, can no, you? No, I can't. Are you well? Hiya there. How's it going? <laughs> she nice can't hear you. you. I can't hear you, but you look well. Absolutely, you too. Definitely. You too. <laughs> Absolutely, hiya there. Thanks, sweet. You're uh, um, right, so it's uh, Magnum Force. Legend of 1900. That would be annoying if I get Legend of 1900 because those no, two... You might, you might love it. Yeah, you never know. You never know. You're quite, 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 quite right. So, this is where you choose Magnum Force, Legend of 1900 or Splash. David, is it A, B or C? B. Magnum Force. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff. I'm really happy with that. I'm well Clint Eastwood. Absolutely. So is that the second one or the first yeah, one? Yeah, after Dirty Harry. Wowzers. Looking there's, forward to it. There's a scene in the... I think the first scene, it freaks me out so much. I'll be so interested to see how you respond to it. It's probably nothing. But as a oh, child... I look forward to that. Magnum Force. Magnum Force. I'd be well up for that. Yeah, absolutely perfect. I, do you know what? I want to watch that again now. Yeah. 
No, that's perfect. Oh, that'd be great. Absolutely looking forward to that. I've no idea what that one's about, so that's great. 1973 neo-noir vigilante action thriller. Oh, perfect. Absolutely down my street, 100%. Dirty Harry's 1971. Oh, I didn't realise it was that early in the 70s. Bizarrely, I had a Magnum Force poster in my bedroom because I thought it looked cool, a bit retro, and I've never watched it, yes. That low-angle shot of him holding the gun with his kind of, you know, in his suit. The film features early appearances by David Soul. Oh, wow. It's interesting, isn't it? Because then they did the other um, Dirty Harry in the early 80s, and that was an early appearance of Jim Carrey. What was the other Dirty Harry? What There's the a third one? one, and Jim Carrey's in it. I don't know how many times I watched Dirty Harry. I adore oh, it. Oh, it's brilliant. I've seen the first one several times, definitely. So I really look forward to Magnum Force. I'm amazed I've never watched it. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you for that. My pleasure. 100%. Thank you for cooking up me a Clint Eastwood treat, my lady. My pleasure. I'll be, um, I'll be serving you some treats back during the week when we have our uh, curry. Remember, it's Chinese. Uh, Chinese. Chinese, yes. sorry. Get it yes. right. Get the uh, the nationality right. Quite what right. What do you want? What do you want? Chinese. What will you have, Mandy? Shredded you go beef. Out for? Shredded beef. Yes. Lovely. Very nice indeed. Shredded what will beef. you have? Do you know, I might, um, I'm going to go for a giant prawn. Oh, Mandy just, Mandy's alarm went off. Oh, is that a good alarm or is that Bad like alarm. security? Go. Bad alarm. Let's go shredded beef together. We'll have a massive, yes. out, a bit like um, yes. uh, Lady the Tramp. Instead of sharing spaghetti, we'll share some shredded, shredded beef, beef on okay. a plate in the centre of the table. Oh, yes. Well, thank you so much for this week, David. We're now, we've now got three questions for the patrons. If you've, uh, if you've Please, fancy. let's go for it. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll say goodbye to our regular listeners. Regular listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for your time. Thank you. And see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>